This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Weekends were made for sports. Now do the robot voice. I want to hear it again. Meet more sharp robot. That's a terrible robot voice. A look at the weekend in sports with the inside story on the Blazers, the Ducks, and the Beavers. Everyone, meet freelance alien bounty hunter, Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp? The football guy? Yeah, I hunt aliens now. Used to catch TDs, now I catch ETs. You ever caught an alien, Shannon? Not yet, Mr. Question, but I'll let you know when I do. This is Sports Sunday with Mike Lynch. Where are the turtles? Where are the turtles? Come on, guys, get out of here. Where are the turtles? And Rashad Taylor. Nobody calls me Lebowski. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. On 1080 The Fan. Hour 2 2 here on Sports Sunday. Running behind. Bad, badly, badly behind. And this, now it's break time. So is, there, is this really a live football game at 10 a.m.? It is, man. Damn. All right. Welcome to it, bud. It's so it, I, I, I'm not ready. I have a fantasy draft today. I'm not ready. <laughs> I I don't know why it just snuck up on me so hardcore this year. Dude, my football pants have been bursting at the seams now for probably three weeks. So you are full ready. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Like, I, I'm full throttle. Been what? I mean, I will admit, Hard Knocks has been pretty boring. Each week we go by. Such a boring show. I only watched the like, first episode because I, I took my trip for week two and I forgot to start it up again. I probably won't watch it. Week the most one, uninteresting team. The, the first, I'm so sorry. No, no, no. The first episode. I mean, that's good for the Cowboys. Let's let's be real. <laughs> if they're not, uninteresting, there's no drama. Yeah. Um, the first one was a you know just got me jacked. Hard knocks, great production. It's amazing. Second week, I was like, all right, still Cowboys football. Here we go. But then they spent like what 15 minutes about a guy in his contact lenses last week and the fact that he has to wear like glasses underneath his helmet. It's just painful. It's trying to make something out of nothing, which it's, it's just been a brutal, brutal season. I do think, I do think that hard knocks needs to change or take a break and go away because I, I, for a while it was a great show. 
but the formulas become incredibly stale, stale. and the teams give nothing. Like once the once the cameras show up, it's like, well, we can't say anything, we can't do anything. It's just it's a shutdown. The, the the best thing about this year's hard knocks was the drone camera footage through the practice facility. Yeah, that was this week's episode. That was this week. Uh, yeah, this was from this last week. Okay, yeah, last Tuesday. I mem- remember, I didn't watch it. I I just saw it. I, I'm dead serious. They spent 15 minutes on a, a like a third string running back because he has to wear contacts. And he lost a contact in one of the game. game. And yeah. so it became this whole deal about how he has to wear contacts or goggles and glasses. And I'm like, I really don't give two Fs about this. Well, yeah. in, the, in the game going on right now, Trevor Lawrence is uh, marching the ball down the field here. Yeah, he's looking Look at like T-Law a, go. He's looking like an all-pro quarterback right now. Yeah, whatever. I'm just saying. <laughs> whatever. It's the preseason. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Next, next uh, I don't know who's. Is Dak playing for you guys in this game? Uh, definitely not. No. Somebody okay. held somewhere. That's a touchdown. Somebody held somewhere. Um, not playing. Okay. <laughs> if he did and he threw a good pass, yeah, there you go, Dak. This means everything. <laughs> this means everything. All right, let's get back on on the clock. Uh, Hater love it coming up at ten thirty, but we will do. Uh, we have, well, we got a free chance of, a, of picking a division. We have the Souths and the Wests. What would you like to do next? Uh, Dirty South. Okay, but which one? Oh, which one? I mean, we're only doing go, one division, so let's go uh, NFC South. NFC South. All right, let's get that in next. This is Sports Sunday on the Fan. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1018 Sunday morning, Mike Rashad, Joe with you till 11 o'clock. There's football up on the TV right now. So we're incredibly distracted. Uh, Jacksonville got a touchdown on their first drive. Look at Trevor Lawrence leading them down the field. Gardner Minshew traded, by the way. He's a sixth round pick. He's an eagle now. He's going to be like their third string guy, too. All right, let's do the NFC North as we continue our divisional previews ahead of the start of the NFL season. We will begin with Super Bowl champ Tampa Bay. Buccaneers and Tampa once again looks absolutely terrifying. One thing, and I haven't asked him yet, but I'm assuming he would like to do so is uh, our former producer, Jesse Osmond, big fantasy football guy. And uh, he started his own uh, fantasy football venture this year that he's doing on his own. But uh, he texted me and he said, uh, I've been watching a lot of stuff on the bucks. And he said, I don't care who it is outside of Leonard Fournette. Bye, 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 bye. So basically, he is insanely high on Tampa, uh, at least offensively, this year for fantasy football purposes. And I, I don't see how you can't be. I mean, they've basically kept the team the same. <laughs> it was, the entire offseason was, hey, let's get the band back together. And they did. You've still got both of the good running backs that you had before in Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. Gronk is still there. Obviously, Brady is still there. You've got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin still there as receivers. You brought Antonio Brown back. Uh, Scotty Miller, who had a good year for in, in bursts last year, is still there. The offensive line is the same. O.J. Howard is still there. Um, it's just like uh, the team as a whole is just loaded, is absolutely loaded. And I'm at a point now where I'm done. I- I'm just done overlooking Brady because of his age. And I, I think I've said that before, and I probably have fallen guilty or fallen into the trap again of overlooking them. I mean, 
this dude is in, he's he's unreal. He's inhuman. He just keeps winning. And no matter what age he is, he's he wins and he wins Super Bowls. And this team is really, really, really good. And it's if you look at their signings this year, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Twelve of their sixteen signings were guys coming back to the team. And the others were, were fairly small moves, although you know who they added? Gio Bernard. Yeah. Because you already because got two good not? running backs. Because why, why not? Why not get a guy who catches pass out of the backfield it's, too? It's called why taking not? care of your aging superstars. And what you do is you put the best talent around them possible to make sure you can mask their deficiencies. And that's exactly what they're doing right now to, to the point to where there is no deficiency. Even here's here's something nobody else is saying. They return every one of their 22 starters, right? Mm-hmm. They bring back all of their coaching staff, too. Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians, Her- Harold Goodwin, Todd Bol- Todd Bowles, Byron Leftwich, their strength and conditioning coach, Keith Armstrong, like everybody came back. So they're basically just running it back, and then they add a guy like Gio Bernard, who's a gr- one of the best third-down backs that we've seen you know, in football in a really, really long time. They're... I agree with Jesse. Bye, bye, bye. Everywhere on the field. Even it wouldn't shock me if even Leonard Fournette had a resurgence of sorts and came out and did some work. Well, he had his resurgence. So. He was he was playoff Lenny. Yeah, but in the regular season, yeah. in the regular season, yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a long season, and really the playoffs is what they needed him for, and he came through. But I mean, uh, this team is as close to perfect as as it gets. You've got a top five quarterback. You've got a top five receiving core you know possibly you've got man a top five coaching staff you've got top five defensive players like you're good like you're you're all across the board like well, you're good the the favorite for the super bowl this year is the repeat of last year chiefs and bucks and it should be bucks are 12 over under is their number um I, that, that's an over for me bob i mean that's it's just like the packers and i know the packers were 10 but i mean are the bucks going to lose more than two or three games Did you see brady going crazy on his team during uh, on the sideline during a preseason game mm-hmm. about missed assignments and people not taking it seriously and every hey man this guy isn't playing he doesn't like want to go he doesn't he doesn't want to lose and so when you have somebody that comes in there and completely changes the way your franchise thinks from going this well, let's just go out there and play hard no f that let's go out there and win win every game and that's the attitude that Brady brings I, it's just hard for for me to see them losing any more than four games this year I'm saying thirteen and four. Yeah, I'm gonna go 14 and three for them. So, big old wins for the Bucks. Uh, well, they're definitely gonna lose to Dallas Week One. <laughs> so there's one. Right, loss. right, right. Uh, yeah, let's go 13 and four. Uh, okay, the Saints have made their decision as Jameis is going to be their starting quarterback. Uh, I mean that seemed obvious because Taysom Hill sucks, and we all know, except for Sean Payton, that he sucks. But uh, Jameis has played pretty well in the in the preseason so far, for sure. I've seen a lot of a lot of good throws from him, and I think that's really important for the Saints because you don't have Drew Brees anymore. He's retired. You also did not make a lot of moves in free agency this year. I'm looking at it right here. Your big money signing was a a tight end from Denver, Nick Vanette, three years, eight mil, and they they didn't have a lot of cap space to work with. So I understand you. You brought back Jameis Winston, which is obviously important on a one year deal because he is their starter, but um, it's important because I think the saints still have a good team, but they, without Drew Brees, you're like, well, I mean, it's what's going to happen here. If Jameis can play like he looks like he's uh, or can play like he has so far in the preseason, 
I can see this team certainly being a threat in this division uh, to steal a game from the Bucks, win double-digit games. Their over-under is nine uh, right now for the season. I can see them winning 10 games, 11 games this year just because Jameis has still, he still has that ceiling to me. Yes, he's a turnover machine and has been. Yes, he's a weirdo. And he's kind of he's kind of hard to root for sometimes, but uh, his teammates seem to love him, and I just I still feel like Jameis hasn't fully reached his potential. He's got the LASIK now. I know that's like everyone says that, but I mean, come on, if you can't see down see, the field, it's, yeah. it's very important. I'm going to go over nine for the Saints. I'm going to go ten wins for him, ten and seven. Uh, I'm I'm going to go. Uh, I think the Saints are the second best team in the division. Yes, uh, top. And then you know we we just made a, a big deal about. Um, the Bucks bringing back all of their starters. The Saints didn't lose a whole lot, you Although know. Obviously, you, you Michael you, Thomas you, is very upset. Michael right now. Thomas is very upset, but winning will change that. You know, going out there and playing hard, I think, will change some of that. But you know, of course, they lost Drew Brees. That's a huge. That's a huge loss because it's one of the, not just one of the best quarterbacks in the league, but just one of the best quarterbacks of all time. And you lose uh, Drew Brees. You they lost Jared Cook, I think, and then they lost Janoris Jenkins. So you know, those are three pretty big pieces of that team. But outside of that, they didn't lose a whole lot. And they're bringing most of their team back. You just mentioned Jameis Winston and the fact that his teammates love him. He almost has like a Cam Newton kind of to him because like, God, you're kind of an ass, but people seem to, everywhere you go, people seem to love you and seem to love working with you and say this the, the most glowing things about you when you're out there. And that's exactly what you're seeing with Jameis right now. And we, we knew that Taysom Hill wasn't going to be the starter. Like, Taysom Hill is a really good, like a, you know. He's, he's like a, a gadget player. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? He's a great little Swiss Army knife. If you need him, go in there and then catch a ball for you and, you know, short yardage situations, things like that. Like, he can make that happen for you. But for the most part, like, he's not going to be a starter for a lot of teams in the NFL, for most teams in the NFL. Maybe the Jaguars, if they didn't have Trevor Lawrence. But outside of that, there's not a lot of teams he's going to start for. So I'm looking at this, this Saints team saying, man, why not them? I don't think they're going to beat – uh, Tampa, but I don't see them really just losing to a lot of people. I think Jameis Winston is a better quarterback than people want to give him credit for. Uh, yes, he makes some bonehead plays early on, but lack of coaching, uh, uh, ever-changing, you know, offense and things like that. Well, those things will definitely kind of hamper, uh, kind of stunt your growth a little bit. And so we'll see what happens. But I say, uh, shoot, eleven wins for the Saints. Wow. Okay. Yeah, uh, not as high on the Saints as you guys are. But, um, I mean, the first part of their schedule is pretty pretty nice. Uh, they got to play the Packers week one, but then after that, at Carolina, at New England, New York, Giants, Washington football team, uh, bye week. But then you got the Seahawks, the Bucks, the Falcons, which should be an improved team, Titans, Eagles. Um, going through their schedule, I try to just go through it twice there uh, just to see if I could sneak in a win or a loss here and there. I got him probably at like seven and ten. Wow! I mean, I just don't. You don't believe in Jameis? No, I mean it's got to be one of those. I'll see it when I believe it. And also, I mean, they're going to need Michael Thomas this year. He's going to be a huge security blanket for Jameis Winston. He's great at running in the slot, running those inside routes, um, and getting a lot of yards after catch. And so, if he's not available like he was last year, then it could be a long season. Um, they lost both of their tight ends that they had from last year. Uh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm I, not, I'm not very comfortable with going 11 wins, 10 wins, a playoff team for the saints team. just I, yet. I definitely hear what you're saying and see why it would be easy to say it. The reason I say it, that is because I can see them starting the season 
um, on a great note. I can see them going in there and beating the Panthers and then beating the Patriots and then the Giants. Those are three teams that I, I don't really expect a whole lot from, and one of them just happens to be mine. So uh, I think, like I said, I, th- I think we had the, I had the Pats at winning 10 games. I, I think I'm changing that because I don't think they're going to win that many. I want to say maybe nine. But I think that could be one of those games, especially out of the gate, like that they could kind of struggle with. So they start hot. They start one and three, you know, on their excuse me, three and one on the season. Yeah, I definitely see them kind of keeping some of that confidence and moving forward. Uh, quickly for the last two, both the Falcons and the Panthers are at the same number. Seven and a half is their over under. Falcons are interesting. It's the uh, it's now life without Julio Jones as he is on the Titans. Calvin Ridley is going to step into the number one receiver role, which most people think he will be able to do in, in, in basically at a, at a close to Julio Jones level. Matt Ryan is still there. They drafted Kyle Pitts with their first round pick, the tight end, uh, a very, very high pick tight ends. I actually read this. I didn't realize this rookie tight ends who are, are highly projected often have inconsistent first seasons as they get accustomed to the size of the players around them but then they then they can kind of like reach their peak after that first year. So I'm not sure how much he's going to be a, a dominant force like people think in his first season, just based on what I read. And they've gone a completely different route for running back because Todd Gurley's gone and Devontae Freeman's gone. They now have Cordell Patterson and Mike Davis as their two running backs, which does not inspire a lot of confidence to me. Davis played decently last year in, in the replacement of uh, Christian McCaffrey. He had some really good weeks and he kind of faded a little bit as the season went on. I, this team, this team does not excite me that much in the Falcons this year. Um, Matt Ryan's still a good quarterback. I think you'll get good offensive passing numbers here. You got a couple of decent tight ends, but I just I don't I don't know if I trust the defense. That I don't know if I see it that has gotten much better. They didn't make a ton of moves def- uh, this offseason either. Like a lot of teams, they were pretty limited on the moves they made in terms of who they brought in. I, I'm not buying it on the Falcons this year. Yeah, the Falcons are unimpressive and, and especially in comparison to the two teams that we just talked about um like the bottom of the division for the most part is i don't really expect a whole whole lot from uh losing julio jones is uh, a huge 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 blow to atlanta and really their offensive plans they did bring in kyle pitts who's you know definitely not julio jones but i guess is going to provide a weapon uh to throw the ball to down the field for for matt ryan who just needs to find some of that mojo some of that 2015 mojo to get that back and get back into mvp uh status because it's been a long time since we considered matt ryan uh a great quarterback a viable option at quarterback and he is but losing definitely sucks so um i just don't they they added some talent but just not enough to be able to compete with the top of the division so um yeah i'm I'm going to go seven, six wins. I think for them, I'm going to go eight and nine. So I'll go over the seven and a half. Um, but it's, it's close. I just, I'm not feeling it for them, but they, they have pieces that are going to win them games. That's why I kind of say that Joe, uh, I'm going to go eight and nine and you're going seven and 10. Yeah. I think I'm gonna go seven. To 10. And then the Panthers also over under seven and a half Christian McCaffrey back healthy. New quarterback is Sam Darnold. So he gets kind of his last last chance to say, I can do this in the NFL. It's time for a different team. Maybe a change of scenery will help him. Um, they drafted J.C. Horn, the corner, with their first overall pick. He's slotted in to be the starter. 
on a couple of shorter term deals. They brought in some interesting players like uh, linebacker Hassan Reddick from the Cardinals is in on a one year deal. They brought in corner AJ Bouye from the Broncos on a two year deal. They signed a guard from the Jets, Pat Elfine, Elfine, who I've never heard of before, but he has slotted in to be the starting left guard for them. So, you know, they, they made some moves as well. Uh, this this to, is going to be all about Christian McCaffrey's health. I mean, he is the thing that makes that offense tick, obviously. And he was out for basically the entire season last year, and they sucked. Uh, I don't I don't believe in Sam Darnold. I don't. I don't think it was the Jets. I think it's him. I don't think the Jets helped. Don't get me wrong. The Jets were bad as well. But I, I just don't I – don't, I, I don't see it from him – and I'm not sure that this year is going to save him as a quarterback in the league. I think he'll probably look better because he's no longer on the Jets. But I don't know if it's going to be necessarily an exciting. Uh, oh, look at look at Sam Darnold having a resurgence, and he's going to be a solid starter moving forward. I don't know if I see that at all. So I'm also going to go under seven and a half for them on this one. I'm going to give them a six and eleven season for uh, the Panthers. I, again, I don't see them doing much, but I don't necessarily see that being all Sam Darnold's. Uh, fault. Um, the Jets were bad for three seasons. The Jets were really, really bad, but he improved, you know, through those three seasons and got better as a quarterback. So hopefully this will be the year, especially playing with somebody like Christian McCaffrey, who can take a lot of pressure off of a quarterback um, offensively. So I, I, again, I don't expect much from them. So I'm going to go ahead and say six and 11 on the season. I'm going to go one uh, one game less, 5-12 and 12 for the Carolina Panthers. All right. There's our NFC South discussion. We will do the other three next week, which are both Wests and the AFC South. But uh, we got Hater Leva coming up next. First, Joe S. Sports. Weekends were made for sports. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. The music means it is time for Hate It or Love It. Haven't done one in a couple of weeks, so uh, interested to see what Joe brings to the table. Yeah, it's been a while. So, Joe, what do you got for us today? Football. Football stuff. Football. Um... By the way, just quick, uh, quick college football note. Uh, how about UCLA yesterday, huh? In front of that raucous crowd at the Rose Bowl, blowing out Hawaii. Oh, yeah. I forgot. God, I, I had such a busy day yesterday. I forgot there were like four college football games on. It was a, a good influx of games at the beginning of the day. Um, I mean, Fresno State beat the brakes off of UConn. Oh, Nebraska lost. <laughs> oh, yeah. They sure did, buddy. I was going to get to that, too. Yeah. Nebraska Scott Frost era and I, I gotta find it but one of the worst like hot take this guy didn't just give you like one hot take about Nebraska a couple years ago he gave you like three hot takes in a minute um, this was from 2018 Tim Brando Fox Sports commentator he said Scott Frost is built for success and I'm going to tell you, he will win multiple national titles in, at Nebraska. Hmm. He will be competing for a Big Ten title within three years, and he could be the next generation's Nick Saban. Wow, that's high praise. Well, that it did, did not, not turn out to, to be true. And now he's losing to Brent Bielema in his first game as the Illinois head coach. 
college football, baby. Wow. Catch the fever. San Jose State starting off the season well, too. All right. Uh, but I got mostly NFL here for you. Actually, all NFL. And the first one is Deshaun Watson. It seems like the rumor mill is starting to crank back up with him. I believe it was the Dolphins and shoot. There was one other team. I feel like it could have been. I the heard Eagles. the Dolphins. Yeah, could have been the Eagles, but that might have been before they went for Minshew. Uh, with that being said, though, hate it or love it. Deshaun Watson will be traded before the start of the season. I hate it. Um, one, the asking price apparently is is ridiculous. What I saw was. Uh, one team reported that the Dolphins were the only team in on Watson because the asking price for them was too high. And then 10 minutes later, I saw a report that said Dolphins balking at asking price for Deshaun Watson. It was like three first round picks, three second round picks and like a player. Uh, if, if the Texans are still asking for that much, that he's not going to get traded with all this stuff hanging over his head at this point. I mean, it's one of those things where it is the NFL I understand that teams will take risks on guys who are not exactly the best people because they help the team win. But usually that's after things have been figured out. Deshaun Watson's still in the midst of like 20 something lawsuits against him, right? Or civil or civil cases against him. So how on earth would a team trade multiple first round picks and second round picks with no idea if Watson's going to be allowed to play after a certain amount of time? I don't think you can trade him right now. I think he's untradeable. Maybe next year after all this stuff goes away or is finished dealt with or whatever the case may be, that will change because it's the NFL. But right now, there's no way someone should trade for him or should. No no way someone will with the asking price that high because the risk is too great. Yeah, I'm, uh, I I hate it as well. Um, I I think Deshaun Watson at this point is damaged goods. I mean, it's, it's somebody that if you – Bank your if you trade everything for him, you give you give the trade the farm for him. There's a good chance this kid could still go to jail. There's a good chance that he could still miss significant time. And you just kind of leased your entire future on this guy who may or may not play for you um, for the foreseeable future. So I definitely see him as somebody who is more of a of a headache at this point, unfortunately, than uh, the actual answer to your problems. I think you would have some short term success with somebody as good as Deshaun Watson, but again, that's going to loom over your head the entire time. Like, what's going to happen in the future? Are we going to have our trigger man moving forward? Uh, 20 some odd lawsuits is a lot, and I think we're just guesstimating on how many there actually are um, out for him. So this could get much uglier than uh, before it gets any better, and I don't think any franchise really wants to be attached to it when it does go down. All right. Uh, what I did see is that... You know, the Dolphins, obviously the top team, but if a team wants trade for them, they want some uh, protections with those draft picks that they send to the Texans that if he were to be prosecuted, miss a significant amount of time, not be able to play, yada, yada, that they would be able to get some of those picks back or conditional picks, whatever the case is. But yes, I saw that. Who that on was... earth would do that either? Right. Yeah, we want these picks back if this happens. Just in case. I don't know if that was the exact verbiage of it, but it's something along like they basically want some insurance and protection on the on the trade if that were to happen. I, I understand that. Yeah. I just I just don't the yeah, Texans I, would give those picks back. No, I can't I can't imagine they would be willing to do that. Yeah. All right, moving on to the next one. Uh one team that did trade for a quarterback just a few days ago, that was the Philadelphia Eagles. Minshew Mania now coming to Philly. Um, he fits as he, a third stringer. I, I guess. Yeah, it's uh, Jalen Hurts, Joe Flacco, and then Gardner Minshew. With that being said, Jalen Hurts is the starter. 
But uh, do you have enough confidence to say, hate it or love it, will he be, or he will be replaced at some point this season? Hate it. No, I don't have the confidence uh, to say that he'll be replaced, especially by Gardner Minshew. Uh, I think Lynch has been, has been a lot higher on Gardner Minshew uh, than I ever have been. I think I, I like this mullet. I thought that was really cool. But he's a lot of the fun. Most part, yeah, he's a lot of fun, but that doesn't mean that they equate to a lot of wins. You know, I'm looking here, two touchdowns and a loss. One touchdown and a loss. Two touchdowns and a loss. Another touchdown and a loss. Two, like, he's, he's, a, you know, he's really fun and a cool guy to look at. With the, you know, he's, the, he's the Jake Paul, a Logan Paul of the – uh, of the NFL right now. It's just somebody who's like, he's really fun to talk about, but you don't really expect him to win the fight. I don't expect him to win this fight um, at, at this point to be the starting quarterback over Jalen Hurts. I think Jalen Hurts has earned his op- his opportunity to be the starter in Philadelphia, and I think he will be. I think Gardner is going to be a great backup if and, if and when Hurts uh, ever goes down. So, yeah, hate that he'll be the, the starter there. Uh, I love it because I don't think Jalen Hurts is that good. Uh, I think Jalen Hurts may uh, may have the job by default because you are right. Like, are you really going to put Joe Flacco in there? And I, I, I like Gardner Minshew more than you do, like I said. But, um, you know, I just don't trust in Jalen Hurts. From what I saw last year, there were some promise, of course. You know, he's, he, he's a young NFL quarterback. There usually is. You know, obviously he, he can run and he's he had a couple of decent throws that I saw. But it almost feels like the Eagles are kind of just stuck right now. And why do you think the Eagles were interested in Deshaun Watson, despite all the stuff hanging over his head? Because they know that they're stuck because I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to win them the games that they need to win, even in that weak-ass division that they planned. So uh, I love it. I-, I could see him having a couple of rough games, and then Minshew comes in and plays, or Flacco, I suppose, and maybe they, uh, they add a little spark to the offense. And it, it might be kind of similar to Tua last year where it's like, hey, Jalen Hurts looks kind of rough. Let's bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, and again. And then, oh, no, Tua's going to get a chance again. I can kind of see that happening in Philly with Jalen Hurts and whoever it is they decide is the official backup on that team because I just I just don't buy Jalen Hurts at all. All right, and moving on to our last one. We already know Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are going to be starting quarterbacks. But what about the other two or other three rookie running backs that got started or uh, drafted in the first round that would be justin fields trey lance and mac jones and all of them you know there are questions whether or not the starting quarterbacks named are going to be that going forward so hater to love it fields lance and jones will all be starting by week 10 uh love i love it i love it i do uh we talked about it with the, the nfc north preview already I think it's going to be about week four that Justin Fields takes over for Andy Dalton. Uh, The discussion right now is because Cam Newton is not vaccinated and messed up with the test is that it gave Mac Jones a chance to kind of try to steal the job away. And everything that we've heard from Patriots camp is that Mac Jones is absolutely killing it right now in this extra five days that he has. I'm sure that kind of makes you a little excited, Rashad, that the guy you drafted is doing pretty well. A, a little bit. Um, and then uh, Trey Lance, they haven't announced who's starting yet in San Francisco. There's a video going around of them asking Jimmy Garoppolo if he knows who's starting, and he, he smiles. He goes, I've got a pretty idea who's starting, and I'm feeling pretty good about it. Uh, he's going to be the starter. Uh, Garoppolo sucks. Let's not forget that, folks. He's really not that good. And Trey Lance has uh, has shown a lot of promise already 
in this preseason. He's had some warts. Don't get me wrong. But Joe says week 10. Yes, because he said week 10. I think Trey Lance will be the starter by then as well. So that's uh, that's all three of them. So I'll say love. I I, I hate it uh, with the, because I think Trey Lance is the only one that's not ready to play quarterback at this point. Jimmy Garoppolo is still better than him. You can say what we want to about Jimmy G. The record speaks for itself. When he's on the field, it's the 49ers win. When he's off the field, the 49ers lose. It's as simple as that. When he's when he's healthy and able to play, they were they were in the, the Super Bowl. They weren't in the NFC Championship. They weren't a wild card team. They were in the Super Bowl and playing for an opportunity to win with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. So I think he's good enough for his team to get there. I, I, I do think that uh, Justin Fields is going to be the starter. And who's who's my other one? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spacing right uh, now. Mac Jones. Mac Jones. I think I think Mac Jones is, is is I know right. I think Mac Jones is absolutely going to be the starter. I think Cam's days are numbered. I think Belichick loves the idea of Cam Newton, the fact that he works so hard and he's such a great locker room guy. But at the end of the day, locker room guys don't necessarily win games, and good quarterbacks do. And Mac Jones has continued to impress everybody from on the Patriots sideline every day. So I think all uh, I think those two other quarterbacks will be starting. I think it's going to take Trey Lance to get some time to get on the field because I think Jimmy G is going to have himself a pretty good season this year. All right. Uh, don't have time for a third one. So, Mike Lynch, you Ooh. are our winner. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Unless one of you wants to go and say that uh, Cowboys NFC's champions this year, 10 wins at least. Cowboys are losing currently to the Jaguars. We will not say that. Yeah, so, Mike wins. Preseason, no Dak. They're wins. not playing anybody. Yeah, yeah Mike wins. It's okay. I'm not going to compromise myself by saying some false things. You know who you know who I'm looking at drafting the fantasy football this year? LaVisca Chenault. Dude. He caught a touchdown. Thank you. I've been telling a couple coworkers, I'm like, I am high on LaVisca Chenault this year. Well, it's a it's a, a lot of second round, second year receivers is the discussion among fan, amongst fantasy heads as a bunch of those guys could have really big breakout years this year. Yep. That would include LaVisca Chenault. Yes, sir. Pac-12 zone. LaVisca Chenault, because now he has a good quarterback, uh, consistently good quarterback throwing him the ball. All right, let's uh, wrap this show up. This is Sports on the Other Fan. Weekend sports with a difference. This is Sports Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Just a couple minutes left on the program this morning. If you missed any of it, you can find it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast on the Odyssey app and on 1080thefan.com. I uh, I guess I'll share this a little bit here before we run, but um, you know, I I have uh, I've got my new girlfriend. I've been with her for about 10, 11 months now, and uh, she's got a couple of kids, which is uh, you know a big deal for me because I did not have kids, nor have I been with someone with kids before. Third on the way, one with Mike. Here we go. And yesterday. Oh, it's coming. Yesterday was uh, her daughter's birthday, and uh, we did a full-fledged birthday day with her, and it was, for me, the very first time I truly ever felt like a dad, <laughs> which was really, really strange and kind of cool all at the same time. I kind of feel like as you two as dads could probably appreciate that. Um, uh, my girlfriend had something where she couldn't really get into the water. We went to a water park yesterday, went to Wings and Waves in McMinnville, and um she couldn't really get into the water with them. So it was my duty to do the slides and go into the wave pool and all that kind of stuff. And because of that, you know, I, I had to like put on my dad hat and just like, you know, 
I don't know, do dad things, I guess. I don't really Make know. Make sure how. they don't drown. Well, yeah, pretty like, much. You know, that's like, what it is. Yeah, just, just keep an sure eye on we them. keep them alive is the yeah, bad Yeah, be thing. near them and make sure they're happy and, like, you know, checking in, make happy. sure they're having a good time. And <laughs> Yeah, it was, it, honestly, it was fun. Like, I, I had a good time doing it. It was such a strange experience because I had, I've never done anything like that before. But, uh, you know, I, 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 can, I understand the rewards of being a parent. Uh, just from that one little moment, I get it. So that's cool. It was fun. That's what's up, man. You know, you're, you're, you're my our little Lynch is growing up. You know, <laughs> he's 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 maturing. Papa Lynch, yeah, right. Pop, pop, Papa Mike. Yeah. <laughs> Just call me Rob Papa. Pop, yeah, pop, yeah, pop. <laughs> yeah, pop, pop. Yeah, so we'll we'll go, we'll go with that, man. But no, it's it's always good. You know, really, if you're dating anyone with with kids, man, you, you've got to be. That's a it's a very special relationship between kid and parent. And so anybody that's coming in in between there has to be very mindful that yep. the kid is always going to come first. And it's your responsibility as the adult to build that relationship with the kid. You know, it's not the kid's responsibility to come up to you and, and try to get you to like them. Mm-hmm. Like it's your, it's the other way around. Oh, there's so, a lot of pressure. Yeah. There so, are, it's, uh, I'm I don't, glad I, that you've got, I don't feel it anymore, but there was in the beginning where it was like, I need, I need the kids to like me. No, it's, it's an, <laughs> That's very important. You definitely want the kids to like you. It makes things that much easier, you know, as far as trying to establish a relationship uh, with your significant, your partner. What's the word that you like to use? Just girlfriend. I mean, I call her my girlfriend, but yeah, you significant other, partner, I'm whatever you want to say. Yeah, okay. I'd say girlfriend and boyfriend or, you know, your person. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah your person. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah person I, I i got that from watching <laughs> the bachelor everybody kept saying and that my person you're my person well, like, oh, now what just, that means i'm just thinking of like social situations like hi i'm mike and this is my, this is my person, person here <laughs> this is my person yeah it's like uh what are you expecting to be on a leash or something like this is my person <laughs> like come here person pet. come here that reminds me of the rick and morty episode where the dogs take over and they make the humans the pets <laughs> <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for us uh, so next week, we will have more divisional previews. We'll wrap it up. We'll have the NFC West for you. We'll have the AFC West and the AFC South or the other two we have yet to do. So Seahawks, Niners fans, uh, tune in next week. We'll chat about your teams as well as those who are you know Broncos, Raiders fans, et cetera, Chargers fans. We'll, uh, we'll talk about your teams next week. Uh, week one of the NFL season, we will be off because the Seahawks have a 10 a.m. game, and that is just the way of the world at this point for us. So apologies for that. We are going to plan on doing fantasy football again as well we're going to bring jesse back if he's open to doing it and uh, we'll begin that in week two of the season so again apologies for not having help for you in week one although you could obviously tweet at us if you'd like and we can respond to your tweets the morning of the games uh that's gonna do it for us today we'll see you guys next week 9 to 11 have a very good rest of your sunday Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 